make our way to the front and do a soloist worship sesh, I suppose. <laughs> Why don't we all stand to our feet?
fire in the morning, you're the cool in the evening, the breath in my soul, oh, the life in my bones, there is no hesitation in your love and affection, it's the sweetest of, Lord, I know my heart. 
Jesus, have your way in me now. I open up my heart to you. I open up my heart to you now. To do what only you can. Jesus, have your So, Lord, 
Come on, let's give him praise. Okay. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Good morning again, church. Um, for those of you who walked in a bit late, um, just say hi to your neighbor. Give him a high five. Hug. on. Welcome to Livingstone's Church. My name is Cliff. This is my wife, Jennifer. <laughs> He's like, yay. Um, thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you, online church. You guys are amazing. We love you and we miss you guys. Um, we want to um, remind everybody that we are so appreciative of you guys and we love you guys. So um, I know Cliff and I are happy to be here this morning. We're so excited. It's Sunday, guys. Like, it is so good. Um, but we're going to continue in our worship um, with our tithes and offerings. And um, the verse that came to me was Matthew 6.21, which is, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And my question to you guys as a church today is, where is your heart? Um, for some, it's different, right? Some of us, our heart is helping others. Some of us, it's um, raising up the next generation in our kids' ministry. Um, for some of us, it's going to TCM and reaching out to all the kiddos there. And I was lucky enough to finally go on my first TCM trip this week. Um, I've had, I know Cliff has gone. He's had more opportunities than me, but I finally got my passport renewed. And so I went on my first TCM trip, and oh, that's where my treasure and my heart is, right? And so um, just seeing that we were able to, like, not just go there and give the kids our time, but we were able to serve them lunch. We were able, our church alone was able to supply 46 kids with school supplies. That's awesome, right? And it, I know... It doesn't feel like a lot, but for these kids, they're so appreciative. Um, I know one of them painted Sarah a beautiful painting, and, like, I know that that was something she valued because it was really something she hung in her room, and it was beautiful. But because she loves and values Sarah so much, it was, like, no problem to give, right? And we saw her true heart. We saw where her treasure was. Um, and so I just want to honor um, our church. You guys, I see your treasure. I see your heart. And God is just so good and he's blessed us so much. So um, if you guys haven't gone to TCM, definitely try to get connected. It was an amazing experience. Um, language is not a barrier. It is a little one, but it's not a huge barrier. We find a way um, to communicate. And um, one of the things the um, leader was speaking to the kids was that like God has brought people from the United States to help us. And that was, like, a huge blessing for them. And the kids were like, yes, like, you know, they were so excited. And they also want to serve us. Like, they just asked Sarah and AJ, like, when you guys come next time, can we serve you dinner? And that's huge, guys. Like, these kids are so amazing, and they've got so much love. And so 
I can already see where their heart is because they're already expressing it with their treasure and what they have. So awesome experience. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord. We just thank you for our offerings today, Lord, and our tithes, Lord. You have um, seen our true heart, Lord. I pray that you see where our heart is and where our treasures go, Lord, that you will just fill us, that you will just remind us of how good and how blessed we are, Lord. I thank you, Lord, in your heavenly name. Amen. So if you can join us on our interactive church service app. Uh, yes, we do. Uh, VIP guests, please fill out the connection card. <laughs> He's getting better. Like, this is so awesome for Clip. <laughs> if you are new, we welcome you. We are so excited to have you. You are our VIP guest. Um, if you didn't get a chance to fill out a connection card, they are on the back table in the back. It's a great opportunity for us to get connected to you. Um, we also have prayer requests on there. It's a great way for us to get to know you. We want to reach out to you. We want to hear from you. So, Great job, babe. VIP guest. <laughs> Happening this week. I want to hear it for the youth. We will be meeting this Tuesday. Um, and so youth is back on. I know we gave them a, a week off for school, but hopefully you guys have all recovered from back to school. Right? And sisterhood this week. Woo! We will be doing a dessert night again um, this Thursday. So we are super excited. Where are all the men at? <laughs> Come on. There we go. All right, so we're going to have men's breakfast at our community this Saturday morning, the 21st. Yay, men. <laughs> we also have, I was talking about TCM. If you are interested in filling out an application or getting more information on how you can go to um, TCM, for those that don't know, that's Tijuana Christian Missionaries, and they have a couple of locations. They have one in Tijuana, and they also have one in Rosarita. Yes, Rosarita. And Rosarito. Rosarito. Sorry. I've been practicing so much Spanish, I'm getting confused. Um, so if you are interested, we have a meeting today after service, directly after service. You can see um, Sarah and AJ, they will be um, in the back probably over here, I'm guessing, and they'll meet with you guys, so it would be perfect. Um, we also love to be connected with you guys, get involved, be a part of our group, of our teams. We've got, you know, we got our, what do you guys call back there, tech team? Tech team, yeah, oh, tech team, he showed me his back, tech team. We've got worship, we've got security, yeah, we need some security, security. Um, so join our teams. We have a lot of fun on Sundays. We have fun during the week as well. We have some awesome things. So uh, find us on the Church Center app, and let's give it up for our favorite pastor, Pastor Justin. Say that after Chelsea preached last week. You guys are awesome. <clears throat> Come on. Good morning, church. How's everybody doing? Oh, my goodness. I look out at a bunch of people that I love very, very much. It's good to see you guys. I'm so glad you're here. Excited. It's going to be a good day today. Tell your neighbor it's going to be a good day today. Come on, come on. Can I, I got to share something with you. You know, last week I shared that, uh, that Crawford was, was on a ventilator, right? You heard me say was, didn't you? Come on, come on. 
Crawford is not on a ventilator. He is watching online right now. And last we heard, he was scheduled to go home at 5 p.m. tonight. So we are believing that in the name of Jesus. So super awesome. As of right now, we do not have anyone hospitalized anymore other than Crawford after tonight anymore that are anybody there. So we have some people still recovering. So let's keep praying for those recovering. And I know that it's that recovery is hard for a lot of families. So we'll just keep praying over everybody, over everybody. But it's good to see familiar faces coming back, people that are feeling good and, and moving good and doing good things. Good to see you guys. Thanks for visiting today. This is your home away from home, huh? I love it. I love it. And, and you don't have to know Spanish to, to, to get the message, right? Because they go to a Spanish church usually. So good. Oh, my goodness. Are you guys ready? Where are my paper Bible people at? Got some paper Bibles in the house tonight? Where are they at? I know Chelsea has a pretty paper Bible. Oh, that's a pretty one. We got some more pretty ones? Got some cool paper Bible people? That's a cool one. That one's good. A nice brown. That's a beautiful. That is the smallest, cutest little Bible I've ever seen. Absolutely. That's amazing. You fit that in your back pocket, right? That's so good. Absolutely. So, awesome. Go ahead and turn your Bibles into 2 Corinthians 5, and we're going to start in verse 17. Um, yes, perfect. And while you're turning there, who's enjoyed this series called Built so far? Have you enjoyed it so far? We're, we're in week six of Built already. I can't believe that. Um, but before we get into too much, um, I, I wanted to share a story. This one time, now, uh, has, has anybody ever changed an oil filter before? Yeah, a few people. Have you changed an air filter before? Okay, we got some more people. Yeah. Have, have you tried to filter yourself when you're, like, about to say something, right? Come on, come on. Some, some people out there, right? right? Well, this one time, I was so excited. I was a, a, a eight, seven, 18-year-old kid, and, and I had just bought a Mazda 626 from a friend of mine. Yeah. Anybody remember Mazda 626, right? About a Mazda 626, and I was so excited that I had a car. Are, are, is anybody with me, right? Did you just get excited to have four wheels for the first time, anybody? Right? I got so excited to have a car, and you know what I didn't do? I didn't change the filter. Somebody say change the filter. You know what happened to that Mazda 626? It was actually an evangelism tool. Because it broke down on the way to church. The, the, I'd never seen this before, but the, the oil filter exploded. Yeah, yeah, they do that if, if you don't change them when you're supposed to. So it exploded, and I had to call my friend, Marty, and, and Marty came and picked me up, and he went to church with me that day. Um, I, I told him he didn't have to. I knew he didn't go to church, and, and I said, hey, you know, it's all, it's all good. I know you're picking me up. I broke my car. It's my own stupidity, and... You don't have to go to church with me. No, I'll go to church with you. And that dude got lit up for Jesus. Are you with me? But somebody say change the filter. Change your filter. This is, that's to the title of today's message, change your filter. If you'd like, you can follow along in the Bible app. Go to the YouVersion Bible app. Um, click on the more button at the bottom. Click on events and search for Livingstones Church. And you'll find us in there. We're the only Livingstones Church in the Bible app that I know of. So pretty awesome. Is everybody in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 7, verse 17? If you are and you read ahead, you probably read the same verse on your grandmother's pillow. Anybody? Anybody? Like, I, I told Chelsea that I may have to do a series called Pillows and just going through the verses that get put on people's pillows. Are you with me? These are the, these are, it's just such a fun verse, and, and I love it. So let's read this together. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. 
This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. Can I get a shout and an amen for that? Come on, come on. I just love these verses that you can put on the pillow. They just look so nice and with, with all that cursive writing, you know, like it's so pretty and so good. Can somebody say context? Oh, right. It's like that turnaround, right? We read that pretty verse. And then we got to put it into context. Are you ready with me? I just love this about the Bible. I love these verses that people spout out like that. Oh, I'm a new creation. The old life is gone and the new life is here. Woo, look at me, right? You just get excited. Anybody get excited, right? I get excited about verses like that, only especially when we go back a few verses and start reading. Are you with me? So let's go back to verse 11. Woo, here we go. You feeling this? Oh, it's going to be good. (laughs) Somebody say it's going to be good. Verse 11, because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. Verse 12, are we commending ourselves to you again? No. We are giving you a reason to be proud of us. So you can answer those who brag about having a spectacular ministry rather than having a sincere heart. Come on, somebody. Verse 13. If it seems we are crazy, because we are. Look at your neighbor. You're telling me you're crazy. We're crazy. It is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Lucky you. Verse 14. Either way, Christ's Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have died to our old life. Come on, somebody. Verse 15. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Interesting. Instead, they will live for Christ. We died, who who died and was raised for them. Verse 16. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, how differently we know him now. And then we get to our pillow verse. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old person is gone, and the new life has begun. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your word in context. And Lord Jesus, I pray as you build your church this morning, build your people, build your family, Father God, that we would go deeper and higher at the same time. God, to experience the greatness that you have for us. Father God, we just thank you that we're putting the old man back in the dirt and we're coming out brand new today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Where are my note takers at? Do we have some note takers here this morning? Oh, we got some people taking notes. That's good. That's good. Who who takes notes on their phone? Where, Where are you at? All right, ushers, I want you to check and make sure they're actually taking notes. Not on Facebook, marking, earmarking all the videos they want to watch later, cats and all those things. Just kidding. All right, here's the first point this morning if you're taking notes. I will build the church through sincere hard work. Woo. Can we say that again together? Let's say that together. I feel like we just, you know, sometimes, you know, faith comes by hearing and sometimes you've got to say it so you can hear it. Come on, somebody. Are you with me? Let's, let's read that, that point again together. I will build the church through sincere, hard work. Mm. Man, as we go through this section of Scripture, we are the church. That's right. We are the church. As we go through this Scripture, 
uh, in verse 11 where it says persuade. Did that, did that word just mess with you a little bit? We're here to persuade people. Oh, maybe we need to read it again. Let's read it again. Because we, because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. You know, I've met people who work hard to persuade others. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time we think of like that, that, that car salesman guy that like right when you get on the lot, you know, he's working hard to persuade you that your seven-person family needs this new Mustang. Absolutely. Are you with me, right? And uh, this, I, my heart goes out to all those good car salesmen that, that help people find the exact ride that they're needing and, and, and for their family. But, you know, but when I think of that word persuade, that's usually what I think of. I think of somebody trying to convince me into something that I don't really want. Are you with me? Are you with me? And then it says, God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. You know, that, that word persuade, a lot, a lot of times it comes with a dishonest agenda. But the Greek word for persuade is pietho. Come on, can you say that together with me? Pietho, 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 pietho. Right, you're, you're becoming bilingual right now. You're all Greek scholars at the moment. Pietho means the action of convincing through persuasion. When used as a verb, it indicates belief or obedience that results through being convinced. Come on. Now, what do I think about when I think that? I think about that's exercising your faith. You want to know how you persuade people to know Christ? You exercise your faith. Are you with me? You know, I believe that when I step on this stage that the volunteers who put it together did it correctly. Are you with me? And it's called faith when I step on it and jump around. Are you with me? Because I believe that it's going to hold me up. Are you with me? Now, it's the same thing when we exercise our faith in Christ. It's not enough to say, I go to this church. It's not enough to post your, what you read on the Bible app that day that every other person read because it's the verse of the day. Are you with me? Right? It's not enough. People need to see your faith. Can I tell you why most people say that church people are hypocrites? Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness, right? Why do people say that church people are hypocrites? Because they say one thing, but what they believe is something else. Because you're not living out what you believe. Are you with me? Right? You should be called crazy for your faith. Because you believe, like, like some, of, some of my volunteers are like, why do you step on that stage? We never know if it's going to work right. Right? Right? But if you believe, you step out in faith. If you believe what God said, you'll do things that don't make sense. Are you with me? I love how God does this. He does a whole lot of stuff that doesn't make sense. Anybody need to learn some more Greek this morning? Let's learn some more Greek. The Greek word used for sincere is fun arrow, fun arrow. I like that one. It's like fun arrow, right? It's a, I, that, made, that was really easy for me to remember that one. Fun arrow. You got to do the, lap, the long part, arrow. The O has a little thingy above it. It goes, oh. Can we do that? Fun arrow. Fun arrow means to be made known or revealed. Oh, sincere. When you're sincere, people know it. If you have a sincere faith, people know it. Oh, it, it's one thing to get it all excited and talk about Jesus on Sunday. But what's happening on Monday? 
What happens when you get laid off from your job? What happens when you're going through a pit? What happens when you get sick? Come on, somebody. We get to see whether your faith is real or not. Oh, I love when people come in and they say, Pastor, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to get, I want to get involved. And, and I, I, a lot of times I'll say, that's awesome, man, we'll see. Because when it gets hard, I wonder if you'll be there next to me still. Come on, somebody. Because when, when, I, when I see somebody like, a, like an A.J. Twist, A.J. Twist lives out his faith. AJ Twist, AJ and Sarah Twist were down in Mexico yesterday, and he was the, one of the first people here this morning to set up. They had a long day of loving on and taking care of other people. And then they were the first ones to go, hey, I've got to make sure I'm there to love on and take care of these people. Come on, somebody. I, I, I know them by their sincere hard work. Are you with me? Now, I just pointed them out, but I could point out, I'd probably go through the room, and just, but it would take a long time. Are you with me? To go through everybody and how awesome they are and how sincere they are and how hard they work, right? Our prayer team is incredible, praying when no one else is watching. Are you with me? Right? We have a, just, just such amazing, like the kids, teachers that are back there that nobody sees, but they're working so hard to reach your kids so that they can know Jesus for themselves. Are you with me? Right? We have a lot of sincere hard workers at Living Stones Church. I love that. But this is how they'll know, right? It's through that they will be persuaded, Pietho. They will be persuaded through your sincere hard work, fun arrow. I think church needs to be a fun arrow. Are you with me? We should have fun when we're setting up and tearing down and loving on people. You know, I, I, I get tired. I get tired from setting up and tearing down. I get tired from going out and doing the work. But I, when, I, when we get to go to Mexico and we get to take them all that stuff and do all those things, I remember why we set up and tear down. You know, because it gets exhausted when you're just looking at the work. But when you're looking at the results of the work. Are you with me? It's all of a sudden, I, you know, I get exhausted when, I'm, when I go out to my backyard and I'm looking at those citrus trees and they are not ready yet. Like when I go to the grocery store, I just walk in. Those things are yellow and green and orange, and I just grab one and put it in the bag. I smell it for, you know, scratch the, put it in the bag. Nobody else? You don't scratch your oranges? I scratch my oranges, right? But I go into my backyard, and the lemons are still green. And I'm like, what is with you? Get with the deal. I mean, Standard Brothers got it going on. Like, what's wrong with my tree? Sincere hard work. Sincere hard work. I can't wait to taste our own lemons. Come on, somebody. James 2.14 says, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Mm. Mm. You know that what you do either builds people's faith or proves their lack of faith. Did you hear me? What you do either builds people's faith or proves their lack of faith. When, they, when a lot of people, when they're going, oh, I'd go to church, but it's full of hypocrites and it's full of these people. Oh, I don't want to go to church. And, and, then, and then they watch those church people. And then they say hey, they're going to show up. And they're going to help them move. And the church person doesn't show up. You know, I just slept in. I was a little too tired. And it was just a little too difficult for me. And, you know, I just didn't have it in me. that You know, I served yesterday at church, and I'm just worn out. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. But in the middle of that, are we going to show up? Because our faith should be much bigger. When they say, hey, wait a minute. 
weren't you just working really hard at church? I know what church you go to, the one that sits up and tears down, right? And weren't you there until like 1 o'clock in the afternoon tearing all that stuff down, and then you still came and helped me move? And it builds their faith. They go, wait a minute, these are the most com- committed people I've ever met in my life. I had this moment with uh, uh, a few, few churches ago, right? Not this church, but a few churches ago. And, uh, and the, the pastor's dad w- was the lead usher, and, and uh, I talked with him, and he got really mad at me because the, the pastor had made me in charge of all the volunteers. Terrible idea, right? Terrible idea. And, and I, said, I told all the volunteers they needed to get there early and stay late. And, and, and the pastor's dad was like, this is not how we do things around here. I don't know if you understand, but I don't need to be here that early to pass buckets because there's nobody here to pass buckets to. And I said, I agree with you, and I understand. But you know what? When people attend our church, people out in the workforce will know that people show up early and they stay late when they go to that church. And he went, whoa, I never thought of it like that. Why can't the church be the influence to the outside world instead of the world being the influence to the, to the church? Man, it's like when we, when we go to work and we go, oh, you know, that's not my job. I, I don't have to do that. That's not what I get paid. That's what he gets paid to do. That's not what I get paid to do. So I'm going to sit here and wait for him to get that done so that I can do what I need to do. Come on. And then we bring that into church and we wonder why nobody wants to come here. Are you with me? Now, I'm not, I'm not talking about my, these volunteers. I'm talking about two churches ago, right? Two churches ago. Two churches ago. But we can check ourselves. I will build the church through sincere hard work. Will our actions build people's faith or prove them right? Come on. Come on. You know, I, I think about this situation, and, and I think about my mother-in-law. She's awesome. I know she's watching right now. I didn't even say hi to the people online. Oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I love you. I love you. Do you know that? Andersons, I love you. Hasslers, I love you. Oh, my goodness. Millers, I love you. Twisses, you're double-dipping. You're cheating, but I still love you. Norman, Phil Norman, I love you. Melanie McKinney, I love you. Joe Ross, dude, I love you too. I'm so glad you're watching. He was in the Marine Corps with me. Well, he was a civilian in the Marine Corps, but he still got to do all the fun stuff with us. Ross Jaramillo, the Jaramillo family, I love you guys. The Leppelmans. And I know that uh, I, I don't see it on my stuff, but I saw it on Chelsea's phone because Chelsea's phone is cooler than mine and sees more people's stuff. But um, I saw that uh, uh, Crawford Height was watching on there. He says, I'm here, everybody. So, so awesome. Bushes, love you. Ah, so good. All right. What was I talking about? Who knows? Something, something important. Somebody say change your filter. Oh, what we do builds people's faith or their lack of faith, and we need to change the filter. Come on. Oh, your mom. You want me to say something about your mom? That's what I was going to say. You're right. That's, and I got distracted. And that Some people come to church just to see what I'll get distracted on that day, right? The notes people look at, like it the best. They got to try to keep up with that stuff. It's, it's so much fun. But so Chelsea's mom, and, and she's so amazing. We, we uh, back two churches ago, right? Back, we're going to go back today, right? Sometimes you got to go back to look forward. Are you with me? Going back two churches ago, Chelsea and I, we had, we had rented a, one of those pods, right? You ever rented a pod to move and things like that? Anybody done that? Right. We rented a pod. If you don't know what that is, just drive down your neighborhood. They're all moving to Montana and Kentucky and, and Nebraska and all these other places, right? Texas, yeah. Yeah, all, all the places where people are still normal. Um, 
I figured, I'm like, you know what, if I leave California, who's going to save the weird people? Come on, somebody. Amen, right? We got work to do, church. Come on. But my beautiful mother-in-law, we, we had we'd, we'd rented this pod, and we rented the, the moving truck, and we were going to move back to Washington. I was getting out of the military, and, and we were going to move back to Washington. This was back in 2011. And we were going to move back to Washington where our families were. And, and it made sense, right? It was hard to make a living in California, and we could go live with our parents for a little while and, and build up some money and, and then get a good job and do all that. That was the plan, right? I, I sat down with my pastor, and I told him, hey, pastor, I'm going to be leaving in November. This is what we're going to do. This is why. This is the logic of it all. And he said, I, that's not what I heard from the Lord for you. Maybe, maybe you should pray about that and see if that's what God has for you. And I remember, I remember fasting for the next week and, and going, Lord, what do you want? Whatever you want, it's yours. And you know what? God told me to stay. He said that you're going to help build this valley, that you're going to be a, a pastor in this valley. And I said, okay, Lord, I trust you. And then we called our parents and, and, and told them, hey, we're not coming home. Can you, be, can you be so excited knowing you have a date? Your kid is coming home, right? He went in the military, and now he's going to come home. I'm so excited. I can't wait for this to happen. Oh, and then they're going to have kids. They're newly married. Oh, we're going to have grandbabies running around. It's going to be awesome. My, my littlest, is, he turns three today. Come on, little Judah. Little Judah's three today. He got to go out on the, uh, go out on the ice and play hockey for the first time yesterday by himself, and he cried the whole time, and and he stepped out on the ice and just went like this, like, Aah! and dad had to go put his skates on so he could go out there and kind of cart him around, And but it'll take him probably about six months, but he's going to love hockey. Amen? <laughs> he's going to love it. He's going to love it. It's going to be incredible. <sighs> but my, my mother-in-law, when we called her and told her we weren't moving, that God told us to stay. She said, you guys are crazy. Why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense at all. Like, I understand, like, you're do- doing what you think God said, but that doesn't, this just doesn't make sense. God wouldn't ask you to do that. My parents, they were, they were a little bit more lenient. They, they at least were like, okay, good, I'm glad you're listening to God. Um, but they were still kind of like, what? Why would he say that? But you've got to be crazy enough crazy enough to have that faith. Are you with me? Crazy enough to believe God at his word. Because she, she was only looking at us as a concerned mom because she knew that we couldn't pay the electric bill and we went and got candles around the house. She knew that we couldn't, we couldn't pay the gas bill and so, so we were heating up the, the everything so that we could have warm water to bathe in. She knew that we were doing that. and So it made no sense whatsoever to stay in that. It made more sense to go up there where your parents can take care of you. Any parents, you know, going like, oh, I wish my kid would do that, right? And then when God said no, it was like, all right, Lord, I trust you. Come on, your faith either builds others' faith or it proves that their lack of faith was true. Are you with me? Come on. Come on. Some of you are like, dude, I'd never do that. That's not logical at all. I hear you. Verse 13, if it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. Come on, somebody. Somebody should give a shout for God right there. If it seems we are crazy, it's to give glory to God. Because you know what? My parents, Chelsea's parents, they don't get credit for where our life went from that day forward. 
Oh, they might have gotten, yeah, we took them back in. We helped them to save some money. They got a house, and, and then they could be proud of themselves, right? But they don't get credit for it. Jesus gets credit for all of it. Because when God did one thing after another, one miracle after another, by trusting him and walking with him and seeing what he could do, all of a sudden we were seeing the fullness of what God had for us. Are you with me? And can I tell you something? Her neighbors now are calling her crazy because she's going to move to California when everyone else is moving away. Do you know why she's going to move to California? Because God told her. God said, move to California. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of you. You know what all our friends are saying? Your, your, your retirement's not going to go as far in California as it will in Washington. What are you doing? Are you with me? Come on, somebody. So, so it's amazing how the craziness of Chelsea and I's faith would build the craziness of my mother-in-law's faith now. Are you with me? What is your faith today doing? Is it inspiring somebody else to step out and trust God because they watched you do it and it worked for you? If I step out and trust God, will it work for me? Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. If it, if it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. Woo. Does our faith look crazy to people in the world? If it doesn't, Maybe there's more of ourselves that needs to die. Mm. If our faith doesn't look crazy to people out there in the world, maybe there's still parts of us that need to die. Are you with me? Because God's going to ask us to do crazy things. Why? So he gets the glory for it. He gets the glory for it. Here's point number two. My crazy faith will bring glory to God. Can we shout that together? Come on, somebody. My crazy faith will bring glory to God. My crazy faith will bring glory to God. Are you with me? Come on. So in the middle of, why would you set up church when half the church is out because of COVID? I don't know. I thought it was stupid too. But God said, and can I tell you something? The first week we did it and there was a total of 30 people counting all the babies. 30 people came to church. AJ and I were exhausted out of our minds because we set up pretty much the whole church. Come on. But then one couple came who hadn't been to church in a year and nine months. One couple who got their lives rocked. I, I, was, I, I went over and talked to them personally because I was embarrassed at how many people were not here. And I was like, you know, um, usually there's like, we put all these seats out not just for decoration. Like people usually sit in them. And, you know, it's just kind of how this goes. But I'm glad you're here. But maybe come back next week. And then he came back next week. And I was like, oh, gosh, well, there's 45 people here this week. So it's getting, it's getting better, right? Come on, somebody. Right? But God needed to touch their heart. And you know what? They wouldn't have had that personal interaction the same way if there was 200 people in here like normal. Come on. Are you with me? And so God knows exactly what we need. And sometimes you have to have a little bit of crazy faith. They'll know you by your sincere hard work. Come on, somebody. Jesus honors crazy faith. Do you know that? Jesus honors crazy faith. <sighs> Come on, somebody. He honored the prostitute who anointed his feet in a Pharisee's home named Mary Magdalene. He honored a tax collector who climbed a tree named Zacchaeus. He honored four crazy dudes who cut in line ripped a hole in somebody else's roof and lowered down their friend to get healed. And he honored them. When you do what God tells you to do, 
and you do something crazy where everybody else goes, that's not how it works. That's not what you're supposed to. I, listen, I, I've been in church for a long time. You, you can't believe for these types of things. But then when God said, and you go, I'm going to believe it. I'm going to believe it. Come on, just like a little kid believes. Are you with me? A little kid believes. Right? You ever heard that story about, about the, the, the two twins? One was an optimist, one was a pessimist. You ever heard that story? Right? It's, it's the story where, where this one kid, no matter what they did to him, he would never be upset. He was always happy. And the other kid, there was nothing you could do right for him, and he was always negative. So this Christmas, they were going to figure out a way to reverse the roles. So this Christmas, the one kid got every present an eight-year-old could want. Every present. Every, the, the newest, brightest, shiniest things and filled his bedroom full of these presents. And he went in there and he started looking at stuff and he goes, oh, this one, the batteries are going to die. This one, oh, you know, this is cool and everything, but this one was better. And he's looking at all those and just pessimist. And then they go into the other kid's room and they filled it with crap. Poo-poo. Yep. So much poop in this dude's room. Just filled, filled, dookie, everywhere. How many synonyms for poop can we come up with, right? And this kid, as they're walking up to this room, they hear joyful glee. And they're like, what? Are they kidding me? And they open the door, and they look at this kid, like, dancing around and jumping around in this poo. And they're like, what is wrong with you? He said, Dad. This is the best Christmas ever with this much poo. There's got to be a pony somewhere. Are you with me? Sometimes we need to have a childlike faith. A childlike faith to believe God at his word. Are you with me? To believe that God can do all things. Are you with me? Come on. Who, which one of us is going to be crazy enough to have faith to believe God at his word? Hmm. Come on. What do you do when, when things just don't go right? Trust him anyways, right? Trust him anyways. God, this isn't what I asked for, but I trust you anyways. Come on. You know what? In my, in my human flesh, I remember thinking, like, we, we got out of VBS. We had 255 people at VBS. Gnarly awesome breakthrough, right? It was amazing. My two, three-year-old, my three-year-old is not, we were at the point, and he's going, I am a treasure. And he's still like doing, I'm like, dude, it's been three weeks and you're still singing that song. Breakthrough. And the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. VBSs are happening all over our valley. And ours ends up with 40 cases of COVID-19. You know what that tells me? We're doing something right. We're doing something right. If the enemy sees us as a threat enough to attack that much, you, we're doing something right. I, I can't tell you, we're, we're not even two years old yet, church. We're going to be two in September. My son is three and we're going to be two. Are you with me? And in the middle of that, I'm talking to churches that are 15 years old. And they're going, how many people did you have at your VBS? They're blown away at what God is doing. What God is doing through a bunch of people who are willing to work hard to go out and reach people for Jesus. 
Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Crazy faith will bring glory to God. Mark 5, 31 says, His disciples said to him, Look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? Verse 32, But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith, somebody say your faith, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Is over. Now this is the woman with the issue of blood. People that had 12 years with the issue of blood, this woman was pressing through a crowd. She's not allowed to touch people because she's considered unclean. She's supposed to sit on the outskirts of the town. She's not supposed to be around people because you might get them sick like you. Are you with me? And, and she presses through and believes that if she can just touch his garment, that she'll receive her healing. And here's Jesus with a whole crowd around him. Everybody just wants to see what the miracle is. Hey, I heard he gave everybody lunch the other day. I figure maybe if I hang out with this guy, I might get some fish and chips. Right? Right? And so they're all hanging around, and then, and then this, this woman just barely reaches through and touches his garment and goes, yes, I got my healing. I got my miracle. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I did it. And, the, and, and he goes, who touched me? The disciples are like, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? Everyone's touching you. He's like, no, but somebody with faith touched me. Oh, there's a lot of people going to church. There's a lot of people on church online. They're, they're, they're going, hmm, Stephen Furtick today, or uh, you know, maybe Pastor Justin. He was kind of irritating last week. I'm not sure. You know, like, and they're, they're like, I'm going to find this church that I like on Facebook, and we'll go, we'll go down to this one. You know, like, we'll find one. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with online church. I'm so grateful that we have this tool. we got people all over the world who watch our church. It's awesome. But at the same time, are we out being the church? Are, are we stretching so far in our faith? that some people around us are telling you you're not allowed to do that. You can't believe for those kinds of things. You can't say those kinds of things. You know, I got told that I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't preach about healing on a Sunday morning. <laughs> because what if it doesn't happen? What if it does? What if it does? I've prayed for so many people and seen people not get healed. You, you know that? But you know what else? I've prayed for so many people and seen them get healed right there. So what if it does? What if it works? What if stepping out in faith when God told you to do something that everyone around you told you was dumb? What if it works? What if what, if what God said was actually true? Come on. What if? What if? Anybody with me this morning? Are you fired up this morning? I know I'm preaching to thousands. Come on, somebody. Oh, in the name of Jesus. <sighs> Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Are you experiencing suffering this morning? <sighs> I know I've got families that are watching online that are recovering from COVID-19, and your suffering is over in the name of Jesus. Your suffering is over. You know what? Our, our nation is suffering. It's suffering. It's suffering from a lack of identity. Our, our nation is suffering. But if people would stand up in faith, not, not just stand up for your own ideals, don't hear me wrong. I'm not talking about standing up for your agenda. I'm talking about standing up in faith. 
when you listen to that still small voice and he tells you to do something that you don't feel comfortable doing, and you do it anyway, you stand up in faith, you start looking crazy to the world, man, somebody say change your filter. How does God, how does our crazy faith bring glory to God? When we change our filter. How you see a situation may not be the same way God sees a situation. Nobody? All right. We'll keep going. I can keep going, you guys. We'll call the school district. We'll tell them we got to stand for another four hours. We're going to do this thing. Has anybody ever played with uh, Instagram filters? Yeah? Yeah? Uh, whose favorite one is like the dog one when the tongue goes out every time you open your mouth? Like, no? What, what are your favorite filters? I, I know some of the ladies, come on, right, when, when you didn't do your makeup this, this morning and you still want an awesome selfie, uh-huh, filter that thing, right? Are you hearing me, right? Like, that took two seconds. We didn't have to spend an hour putting all that stuff on, right? Just filter it. You got sparkles that just like follow you around, right? And you know, it's just awesome, right? Filter it. If you want to change what you're looking at, you filter it. What if we changed our situation by filtering it through God's eyes? Change your filter. Change your filter. All of a sudden, we're looking at a situation wondering why it's not working out right, and we just change our filters. Come on, tell your, tell your neighbor, change your filter. Change your filter. Change your filter. Right? You want to look like a, a Disney princess? Just change the filter, right? They just, just change the filter on that. Now all of a sudden my eyes got bigger, my cheeks got smaller. You know, come on, somebody. Right? I, and I look like Elsa. You know what I'm saying? Right? Let it go. Let it go. Go ahead and eat your cheeseburger because you got a filter. No? That's not how it works? Let's learn some more Greek, shall we? The section in there where it talks about a human point of view. 2 Corinthians 5.16 says, So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. That section of words right there, a human point of view, is the Greek word sarks. Sarks. Everybody say sark. Sarks means the flesh. As many translations put it, Paul often uses this vernacular when he's describing our sinful nature that is at odds with God. When we are using the filter of our flesh, we end up far from our Father. Oh, somebody tweet that right now. When we are using the filter of our flesh, we end up far from our Father. When I look at every situation through how it makes me feel, when I look at every situation through my human knowledge and logic, when I'm using my flesh, it usually steers me wrong. Are you with me? And this is what, this is what Paul's talking about here to the, to the Corinthian church. So we have stopped evaluating others with our flesh. Come on. How many of us are evaluating others with our flesh? I don't like... A lot of what happens has happened in our nation, and there's certain names that get attached to those things, right? We're, we're going to be voting some people out of power. Are you with me? 
but I can't see that person through my flesh. Did you hear me? The Bible says that you pray for your leaders. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. Oh, I might have just got COVID right now. Like, my flesh screams when it says pray for your leaders and I disagree with my leaders. We don't see through people through our flesh anymore. Somebody say your sarks sucks. Yeah, yep, yep, that Greek word for your flesh your fleshly view of life. Your sark sucks. Your sark sucks. Hey, your sark sucks, man. It's crazy. I can't believe it. Our fleshly point of view sucks. The way that we see life sometimes is the worst way to see life. If we wanted to see life through the one who created it. Are you with me? Those things that used to be temptations. Come on, somebody. Used to be temptations spoken right now in, in, in the name of Jesus. Those things that used to be temptations no longer are because you see them not through your sarks. You see them through your spirit. Are you with me? What is this going to do for my spirit? Is this going to get me closer to God or is it going to lead me away from him? Are you with me? Our, our flesh is at war with God. It's at odds with God. Here's our third and final point this morning. I will change my filter to build his church. I will change my filter to build his church. I would love, I would love to see some of these political leaders who are not following Jesus to get radically transformed. Radically. Radically. Maybe, maybe getting impeached leads them to Jesus. Come on, somebody. Maybe. Pray for your leaders. Pray for your ex-husband. Pray for your ex-wife. Pray for people around you. Pray that they get so encountered by Jesus. Pray that something just erupts inside of them. Pray that you would sit in a place where you're celebrating that person because of what God did in them, not because of what happened to you before. Are you with me? What would change our world if we believed people could know Jesus the way that we know him? If we believed that. Come on, somebody. If, if your faith, if you're walking out your faith with such humility, with such joy, with such passion, people will know it. They'll see that sincere hard work. I'm not doing this because you're nice to me. I'm doing this because Jesus loves me, and he loves you, and I'm going to express his love to you even though you don't like me. Come on. It's so easy to preach to people who like you. I can say whatever I want. You guys still clap and you laugh at my jokes even though they're terrible. But you love me, so it makes it easy. The people online, I've I, I got to turn the comments off because you know maybe they don't love me as much as you guys do. I'm just kidding. But you know what? It's easy. It's easy to love on people who are nice to you. It's easy to love on people who love you. But how about taking it to the next level? You see, when Jesus went to the cross, he wasn't going to the cross for the people that already had him, who already knew him, who already loved him. He went to the cross for the people who had no clue. He went for the people like you and me who put him on that cross because of our sin and jacked up personalities. Come on. And you know what? In the middle of being mocked, 
in the middle of being spat on, in the middle of being beat to within an inch of his life. You know what his response was? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I wonder if we could do that the next some time somebody cuts us off on the freeway. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I wonder, I wonder if we changed the filter. Come on, some of us are broke down on the highway to heaven because we didn't change the filter. Are you with me? God has so much for your life, so much purpose for where you are and who you are. Why did he move you? Why did you get taken out of that situation? Why are you alive today? Because there's more. The problem is not the fact that there's more. The problem is the filter in which we're looking at things. Are you with me? Oh, the filter in which we look at things, all of a sudden we look at all the problems and all the things that's wrong with it, how it went wrong the last time, how I'm not good enough to do it this time. But if we just put faith in Jesus and say, Jesus, how do you see this? Oh, that was a learning experience? I failed not so to show you that I'm not supposed to do that. I failed so I could learn from it and succeed this time. Oh, I'm going to fail the next five times? Okay, all right. So that I can get to that place where I succeed in that. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Is anybody still excited about church this morning? was so good. On cue. You were with me. You were with me. I felt it. I felt it. I felt, you, you've got a good filter on, Madison. You've got a good filter. I will change my filter to build his church. Isaiah 55 verse 8 says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. Verse 9. For just as heavens, the heavens are higher than the earth, so my, are my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Change the filter. Change the filter. You don't like the person you're looking at in the mirror in the morning? Change the filter. Change the filter. Say, God, who am I looking at? And shut up after that. Shh. God, who am I looking at? See what he says about you. See why he felt it important enough to put breath in your lungs this morning to say that you're not done yet. He didn't put breath in your lungs so that you can complain about life. Come on. He put breath in your lungs so you could go change somebody's life. Are you with me? When you go and act out your faith, when you go and live out your faith, when you go and walk out your faith, this is how the church is built. They watch other people and go, um, I, I love watching my, my, my three-year-old today. I haven't seen him much today, but I'll see him later. We'll eat some cake. Did he ask for cake when he woke up? He asked for cake when he woke up. We, we talked about getting him some cake for breakfast because we knew he was going to be excited for his birthday. But I love watching my three-year-old watch my eight-year-old because he's learning how to do life. He's learning what, how to respond to things. Oh, if I complain that way, mom lets me get away with stuff, or dad, le- it's really dad lets me get away with stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Truth will set you free, the Lord says. Yeah, come on. He learns from him. You know what? People are learning from you. They're watching you. My mother-in-law was watching us, going, this is illogical. You shouldn't stay there. You, it's going to be hard to survive. I don't want to see you go through this. I love you too much. 
And then she watched what God did. Now when she comes to our house, she's like, what miracles are going to happen this time? <laughs> just, just, what was it, when she visited this last time, right? When she visited the last time, I, I, I show up, well, first of all, I said yes to a bunch of people because I love them, right? So somebody said, can you help me move? And I said, absolutely, I'll be there. Let's do this thing, right? And so I came to help him move, and, and, and Chelsea and her mom were going like, man, does he say yes to everything? Like, why does he do that? Well, he loves them. He's going to go and help if he can. And so I come home, and, and I say, hey, they're getting rid of this couch. Do you want it? And Chelsea goes out there, and she goes, you got to be kidding me. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, she's like, I just showed my mom this couch that I wanted online that, I, that we couldn't get because somebody else bought it first on Facebook. And it looks exactly like that one. You know what? Sometimes you say yes to something that's not so fun so God can bless you with what he wanted you to have. Are you with me? Now, I'm not saying you do all those things because you know that a blessing's coming. Uh, oh, I'm going to go help you. Hey, I, I'm, I'm helping you move. Are you going to give me that Xbox? Like, what's the deal? Right? I don't mind helping you pull that big screen TV off the wall, but it's going to my house right now. No. No, you just go to serve. You go to serve. You go to love. I can't tell you how many people, when, when I've come to help them move, they're like, I've never thought that the senior pastor, the lead pastor, I don't like senior pastor. Do I look senior to you? I'm not senior. No. I, the lead pastor, right? I'm only the leader because I'm, I'm the first to get hit with the, the oranges and stuff, you know, like tomatoes. Just stand out there in the front and get knocked over. I never thought the lead pastor would come and help me move. Of course he would. Of course he would. Of course he would. He who wishes to be greatest must make himself the least and the servant of all. Are you with me? Like, like Mark 9.35. That's been my favorite verse since I was about 10 years old. He who wishes to be the greatest must make himself the least and the servant of all. The servant of all. If you can't find it in your New Living Translation, that's because it's in the New King James Version. That's what I learned the Bible on. That's how I memorized it. I like using this one because it makes sense to somebody who hasn't been in church their whole life. That's why I use this one. But quote stuff without reading it. That's why it's, you're like, that's not what it says. Because that's how I memorized it. Are you with me? I will change my filter to build his church. His thoughts and his ways are higher than my thoughts and my ways. When I get irritated with somebody, he just sees his son or daughter going wayward. Can you help them? Can you pray for them? Can you love them? Come on, somebody. When I look at a politician... who's serving those people that pay him the most. Love my son, is what my father says. Pray for my son. He's so corrupt. She's so corrupt. They're so jacked up. I love them. I put breath in their lungs this morning so they could make a difference in people's lives. Maybe we should stop using our breath to curse the life around us instead bring life to it. Come on. Come on. People are not evil. Evil is evil. People are influenced one way or another. You're influenced by the Spirit of God or influenced by another spirit. Are you with me? But God didn't create people so that they could be evil and die. It says that I came that none, somebody say the word none. God's word says 
word says that I came that none should perish, but that all would have everlasting life. That's the person you agree with and the person you don't agree with. That's the person who does church the wrong way and the person who does church the right way. In your mind and mine, right? Nope. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added to you. Where we get screwed up is when we start looking to some something else for our salvation, something else to, to get our, our blood boiling and get us going instead of looking first to the kingdom of God. When we seek first the kingdom of God, we start to see that those things don't have so much power over us. The things that you argued about with somebody last week, you didn't need to. Just go love them. Love them. And when they yell at you in your face and you keep loving them, they're going to go, why do you do this? Why do you love me still? Why do you keep serving me no matter how much I curse you? Why do you do that? And then you say, because I love you. Because Jesus loves you and I love you and I refuse to hate you. I don't care how much you hate me. I refuse to hate you. I will love you no matter what because he created you and he loves you. And therefore, so do I. Are you with me, church? People online, do we have any amens online? I don't know. It's all on Chelsea's phone. She has the better phone. Gloria, love you, girl. Dave Keys, love you. Michael Spurlock, love you, man. Gerilyn Jaramillo, you're always so encouraging. Love you so much. Emily Heights, you are a champion. Amber de Oliveira, you are a champion. Heather Brano, you are an absolute champion. Leppelmans, love you. Sam Huff, you're a leader among men. Carrie and Alex Bush, if you only knew the purpose God had for your life, Watch out, world. That's a couple that could just rock this world for Jesus. Kevin McCaw, love you, dude. I didn't see you on there earlier. He was also in the Marine Corps with me and serving as a civilian. Kevin McCaw and Joe Ross. You guys talk, You guys hanging out together watching this or what? Goodness gracious. I will change my, build, my filter to build his church. They will know you by your sincere hard work. My biggest prayer is that we're just not another church. Like, I don't want to be just another church where people go to have a country club, you know, hang out and rub elbows and feel good about each other. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad. To, I mean, I like feeling good about each other. I work hard and hang out with these guys and, and a lot of my our pastoral leaders and pastoral staff when we're we're working hard and we're serving and loving people we have a lot of fun doing it but I gotta tell you I don't want to just have surface level church surface level church if we can understand what God's word means we stop looking at it as just a verse you put on a pillow oh look at this pillow it looks so good in my living room don't get rid of the pillow in your living room alright it still looks good okay just read the word a little bit more and then start to understand what it's really saying. Yeah, I'm a new creation. Yeah, I'm made new. I'm not my old person anymore. That's something to celebrate. But it's not just so that we can all come together and sit in the pew and celebrate. It's so that we can go out and save other people. Go out and work hard to love people when they don't deserve it. Jesus did not come to save the saved. He came to save the lost. 
And I pray that we can be a church that goes after the lost. That drug addict. Come on. That sex addict. Well, you can't even say that stuff in church anymore because it doesn't feel good enough. You can't say sex in church. Because it's real life. You can't talk about real life in church. It's got to be fluffy and feel nice. No, not this church. Not this church. Because we, di- we live in a real world with real problems, with real challenges. And if we can change our filter, oh my goodness, if we can change our filter. We've been driving around with a dirty filter the whole time. If we just change the filter, what's going to happen from here on out? What kind of mileage can we put on this time? Well, are we going to start traveling in different places and seeing people's lives get transformed? Come on, are we going to start getting out of our comfort zone and watching people? Uh, what if it happens? You start praying for somebody and see them get healed right there in the grocery store. You don't have to tell them anymore, hey, you need to come to our church because when my pastor prays for people, they get healed. No, you can say, you know what? I believe in the same Jesus, and he can heal you right now. Let's pray. Let's pray. And they say, well, what if it doesn't happen? What if it does? If it doesn't happen, we'll keep praying. But what if it does? What if it does? What if it does? I don't, I don't see him here today. She, She's probably cooking because she's cooking for Emily today. But uh, that, that couple that came a couple weeks ago, and they were one of the two out of the 30. I mean, they, they made up a large percentage of the church that week. <coughs> but she got her hip healed. She got her hip healed. And she's, now she's giving meals to somebody that she doesn't know just to serve them and love them. Come on, somebody. This is what the church is. The church isn't Dorothy McElhaney Middle School. The church isn't the land, the property right over here that I've been praying over and and marching over and believing God for. That's not the church. The church is you and the church is me. I need to change my filter and how I see the church because the church is you. If I'm so busy trying to make a building or trying to do something else, I'm going to miss the church altogether. Because the church is a person right here in front of us. Sitting in the chair. The, The chair that's next to you that's empty, pray over that chair before you leave. Because somebody needs to come and sit in that chair next week and get their life rocked and transformed. I, I, I would love to hear them get be so belligerent and excited because they got healed at the grocery store when you prayed for them, and they won't even let me preach. They have to tell. I have to tell you what the, this, this person prayed for me, and this is what happened. I don't know how that stuff works. That's what I want to see. I want to see God just moving all over our valley. Oh, if this isn't your home church and you have a different home church in the valley, take it back with you. Take the Spirit of God back to that church. Are you with me? Like You don't like me? It's okay. You, you wore a hat in church that day. Disrespectful. Disrespectful. <sighs> don't you know you're supposed to wear a suit, suit and tie? Honor God in all you do. You know what? I'd rather honor Him with my spirit, honor Him with my heart, honor Him with all I have instead of trying to dress up and pretend like I got it all together. Are you with me? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Good job, dude. Worship was amazing today. I could have stayed in that moment the whole time. Wow, so good. Holy Spirit, this is your church. These are your people. This is your bride in whom you love. God, show us how to love like you love. 
the very people who put you on the cross you asked to be forgiven. No one's putting us on a cross. They might be disagreeing with us on Facebook or Instagram, but no one's putting us on a cross and we still can't respond with love. Lord, teach us how to respond like you respond. Teach us how to love like you love. Teach us how to have faith, how to believe. Father God, show us your glory. Your glory, Lord. Show me your glory. I commit to you, Lord, that Living Stones Church will always be a church after your own heart. As long as I live and have breath and have my being, this church will have a breath for you. And God, I pray that we'll lead and raise up disciples, hundreds and thousands of people to go out and be the church. It's your church, God. It's your church, God. Thank you for the winning the battle for Crawford. Thank you for winning the battle for the Punzels and Livingstones, God. Thank you, Lord, for winning the battle at Livingstones Church. And Lord, I pray that we don't use our immunity for granted. For our church to have gotten so many people have gotten COVID. I'm grateful because we'll be the most immune church there is to go out and pray over people and not be afraid. God, give us the guts. Give us the guts to go and love people the way you want us to. Give us the guts, God. Lord, I don't ask you to lighten the workload. I ask you to strengthen my shoulders. Make us stronger. Make us more powerful. Let our craziness bring glory to you, God. If you're here this morning and you haven't given your life to Jesus or or maybe you think you did and you're like, no, I never lived for him. I, nothing ever changed. If that's you this morning and you're like, I, I want to have a real relationship with God with every head bowed and every eye closed because this is between you and Jesus. If that's you this morning and you want that, you want a real relationship with God, can you just raise your hand for me and let me know that's you and I'm just going to pray with you. It's time for the real deal. It's time to put the fake stuff behind us. Walk out our faith, not sit in it. Is that anybody here this morning? If you're watching online, watch on Facebook or YouTube or wherever you're watching on our interactive site. Comment on there. Say, hey, it's me. I'm, I'm giving my life to Jesus today. I want to give my life to God. I want to live for him. I want the real thing. If that's you this morning, and, and this whole thing was done for you, we set up every curtain, we ran every cord, put every chair out. We did all of this. We set up that camera and we run the cords to it just for you to see this message this morning. Because Jesus loves you that much. So if that's you this morning and you're ready, then just pray this prayer with me. 
matters very little the words you say, but it matters very much the heart in which you say them. So just pray, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sin. Forgive me for being messed up. God, I don't want to be like this anymore, but every time I try harder, I just keep getting more messed up. So God, I, I quit today. I give up. I can't do this on my own. And so Lord, I invite you into my life. And I ask Jesus that you would be the Lord of my life. You dictate what steps I take. You dictate who I am. God, I want to give you my full authority in my life to show me who you created me to be. I denounce my old past self. I ask for forgiveness for seeing things through the flesh, through seeing things through the sarks. And so, Lord, I just ask right now, help me to see through the Spirit. Change my filter, Lord, so that I can walk with you the rest of my life, every single day. Thank you, and I give you my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody lift up a shout this morning. Our God is good. He is good and he does good. <laughs> Did anybody feel beat up this morning? Is that a good word? It's an all right word? You going to come back next week and bring five people with you? We got more chairs behind the curtains there we can add. We can fill this whole place up. Bring somebody sick. Bring somebody in a wheelchair. Bring somebody with a broken heart. Because God loves them. And he'll show off. Try it. See what happens. See what happens. Our craziness will give glory to God. Amen. Amen. You got some more music for you? You got something to worship our Lord with? Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's do that. I think that'd be cool. Come on, let's stand to our feet.
beautiful lady is going off to college. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to pray over you and just bless you as you get ready to go. And uh, I, I'm just believing for a couple things. I'm going to have you come up again in a second. I know you're leaving on Tuesday. Um, but uh, um, Father God, I just thank you so much for Desiree. Lord, I thank you for who you've called her to be, who you've created her to be. And God, I just pray for a purity of heart in every way. Lord Jesus, I pray that she takes your Holy Spirit onto that campus. And Lord God, the people around her will see through her genuine heart who you are and have faith because of it. And so, Lord God, I bless her to be the leader that you've called and created her to be. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Come here, Come here Tristan. Oh, come here, dude. Oh, you're back. Yep, he's back on the attack. Um, he, you, know, you guys recognize this guy from, hey, stay here, don't go anywhere. Stand, stand, on, stand on that side of Chelsea, stand on that side of Chelsea. You're not dismissed yet. No, you're not, you're not allowed to go. Um, we, we prayed him out already so that he could go to boot camp, and then uh, he ended up with COVID, so he couldn't go to boot camp. Now he's healed and ready to go again, so he's going to leave on Tuesday. And as this is the last Sunday for both of these two young people, I was just believing that God God has something for this next generation. And I wanted to pray over this next generation because these are the leaders of the next generation. So, Father God, I just thank you for these two amazing young people. God, who you've called and, and set aside to be purposeful in your kingdom. And so, God, I pray, Lord, that they would take your word with them, that it would never leave them. And, Lord God, that their faith would only grow stronger in adversity. Lord God, I pray that... That, that the experiences that they have as they go out and become their own adults and their own people. God, I pray, Lord, that those experiences would not hold them back from your glory, but accelerate them to it. And so, God, I bless this next generation. I believe this next generation is in good hands. And so, Lord God, we thank you for a generation who loves you, a generation who's passionate about you, a generation who worships, a generation who preaches your word, and a generation who is in love with the Spirit of God. And so, God, we bless them as they go, as this is their last Sunday here. I pray it's their, their first Sunday with you this next week to see just a bigger and greater in how good you are. Woo! Thank you, Lord. We give you the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. Love you, man. <laughs> love you, love you. Oh, you're so welcome. 
Awesome. Well, let's have an amazing week. Um, if you'd like to hang out with us and help tear down, you're more than welcome to. Um, it'll just make it go faster. But if you'd like also next week to come, um, we, we, uh, we get up at, get over here at 7 in the morning to start unloading that trailers and storage and, and building church. And so I would like to invite you, my personal invite to you, come be a part, part of it with me. Get to see me sweat like crazy. Get to see us all just worshiping the Lord and having fun together. And uh, if, if, you're not, if you're not physically able, don't feel like you're, you have to feel guilty. Just come to church and be, be a part of church. Bring somebody to church. Can you do that? Let's bring somebody to church this next week. I, I would love to see these chairs just filled all over the place. We're squeezing them in everywhere. I'd love to see that AJ just freak out because he can't fit any more chairs in here. Can we make AJ freak out? Let's make AJ freak out. That's my goal. Let's do that. All right? We love you. Have a great week. We'll see you next week.